Well, my first scripture reading comes from Gospel of Luke, chapter 24, verses 13 through 35. And behold, two of them went the same day to a village called Emmaus, which was from Jerusalem about threescore furlings. And they talked together of all the things which had happened. And it came to pass that while they communed together and reasoned, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were holding that they should not know him. And he said unto them, What manner of communications are these that you have one to another as you walk and are sad? And one of them, whose name was Cleophas, answering unto him, Art thou only a stranger in Jerusalem, and hast thou not known the things which are come to pass there in these days? And he said unto them, What things? And they said unto him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was a prophet mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how the chief priest and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and had crucified him. But we trusted that he had been he which should have redeemed Israel. And beside all this, today is the third day since these things were done. Yea, and certain women also of our company made us astonished, which were early at the sepulcher. And when they found not his body, they came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels, which said that he was alive. And certain of them which were with us went to the sepulcher and found it even so as the women had said, but him they saw not. Then he said unto them, O fools and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scripture the things concerning himself. And they drew nigh unto the village whither they went, and he made as though he would have gone further. But they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward the evening, and the day is far spent. And he went in to tarry with them. And it came to pass, as he sat at meat with them, he took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave to them. And their eyes were opened, and they knew him, and he vanished out of their sight. And they said one to another, Did not our heart burn within us while we talked while he talked with us by the way, and while he opened to us the scriptures. And they rose up the same hour and returned to Jerusalem and found the eleven gathered together and them that were with them, saying, The Lord is risen indeed and hath appeared to Simon. And they told what things were done in the way and how he was known of them in breaking of bread. The word of God for the children of God. And all of God's children said, Amen. Let's pray. Holy Father, thank you for this revelation that you've given us, Lord. Speak through me today to my brothers and sisters, Lord, and give us words of life. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Now, as we study these scriptures or look at these scriptures, I think it's so awesome how Jesus always pointed to the Old Testament to explain who he is to his disciples and to everybody. And see, so we as uh, the New Testament believers we got to stay into the Old Testament, too, because if you want to learn about Jesus and the prophecies that are to come, you've got to stay in the Old Testament. Now, there's a lot of people say, well, we're just a New Testament church. We don't, we don't need the Old Testament. Yes, we do. Even Jesus pointed that out. And so and if, you, if you read in the book of Acts, the apostles, all of them, every one of them, always pointed to the Scriptures to explain who Jesus is and what He was going to do and what He did prophecy fulfilled and it's really awesome how Jesus did that so we as God's followers 
stay in the whole Bible. Not just the New Testament. We need to stay in the whole counsel of God. You know, there's so much stuff in the Old Testament still that has not been fulfilled that we're living in those days and they're being fulfilled. But if you don't know what the Scripture says, you won't know where you're at in your life and where we're at in the, in the scheme of things and the time that we live in. It's all in here. Even to the very date that Jesus got crucified in the book of Daniel, He numbered the days and the years to the exact day that Jesus came into Jerusalem riding on the donkey to His crucifixion. And, and if you do the math, it comes out exactly to that day. And that's how it is with the, the, the nation of Israel when they got scattered. There's a timeline there. How long they would be scattered. How, when would they be brought back and how they were going to be brought back. And see, that's so interesting to me is this prophecies being fulfilled is God's Word. is truth. That's how you can depend on this Word here. Knowing that we're not just following fables like Peter said. They touched Him. They were with Him. They know that Jesus is Lord. That God became flesh and came down fulfilled His promises to the world. That whosoever would believe in Him would live and have that greater eternity. The new beginning that's going to come. Just as sure as Jesus came 2,000 years ago, He's coming again. And He's going to set up His kingdom here on this earth for a thousand years. Can you imagine a kingdom of God on earth where there is no more killing? Where they learn war no more? That's what the Scripture says in Isaiah. They learn war no more. That's part of the new beginnings. And here we live, in the, the days we live in now, and, and, and you can look at all these nations, and we're teaching our kids war. And when you teach your children war, what are you going to get? You're going to get war. These nations, other, these other nations, are teaching their kids to hate. And then when you teach your kid to hate, what are you going to get? Hatred. Wars. Well, see, in God's kingdom, it ain't like that. God's kingdom is love, peace, and joy, and hope. So we need to teach our kids these things. Us as grandparents and parents, let's be the example of the better things. I know when Susie and I was uh, buying gifts for all of our grandkids, we made a vow not to ever buy them guns, toy guns. And we never did. Now the dark guns is different, the little nerve guns, you know. Everybody needs to be hit with one of those a couple times anyways in your life playing with your kids. But we didn't buy them cowboy guns and handcuffs and stuff like that because we didn't want to teach them that way. And that's how it is today in our lives. What are you teaching your kids? What are you teaching the people around you that are, God has put in your life? Are you teaching them how to love and forgive people and not condemn people? How to show compassion like Jesus did. He went to this cross and He did it out of love. Prophecy fulfilled. And it's so weird that these disciples here, they followed, they were with Jesus for three years and they still didn't get it because they didn't have the gift of the Holy Spirit yet. And here we are 2,000 years later and we have that gift of the Holy Spirit. 
been poured out on all of us. And I'm going to go to uh, Peter here, and we're going to read that, what uh, the Apostle Peter talked about, about the fulfilling of that prophecy when Jesus went to the cross. And then the Pentecost came and the Holy Spirit was given. Let's go to Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2, verses 14 through 32. Now, this is after, well, this is the same day they got filled with the Holy Spirit. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, You men of Judea and all you that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you and hearken to my words. You know, this is a joke here, guys, but if you look at that word right there and hearken to my words I always tried to find my name in the Bible and there it is hear kin to my words and I can twist that around I can grab a whole that's a promise for me hear kin to my words okay where are we at okay verse 16 I'm a little out of my mind a little bit that's all right uh for these are not drunken, as you suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God. I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. And your old men shall dream dreams. See, I'm in the dreaming part now. So. And on my servants and on my handmaidens I will pour out in those days of my spirit. And they shall prophesy. Prophesy. That's just speaking the Word of God. That's what prophesying means. Speak the Word of God. And it's for women and men. It says it right here. We got it proof right here. And on my servants and on my handmaidens, I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in the heaven above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before that great and notable day of the Lord come. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. You men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you, as you yourselves also know. Him being delivered by the determined counsel and foreknowledge of God, you have taken and by wicked hands have crucified and slain, whom God hath raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be holden of it. For David sp speaketh concerning him, I foresaw the Lord always before my face, for he is on my right hand, that I should not be moved. Therefore did my heart rejoice, and my tongue was glad, moreover also my flesh shall rest in hope, because thou wilt not leave my soul in hell." Neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. Thou hast made known to me the ways of life. Thou shalt make me full of joy with thy countenance. Men and brethren, let me freely speak unto you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and his sepulcher is with us to this day. Therefore, being a prophet, and knowing that God had sworn an oath to him, that of the fruits of his loins, according to the flesh, he would raise up Christ, to sit on his throne. And he seeing this before spoke of the resurrection of Christ, that this soul was not left in hell, neither his flesh did see corruption. This Jesus hath God raised up, wherefore we are all witnesses. Therefore being on the right hand of God, exalted and having received the, of the Father the promises of the Holy Ghost, he hath shed forth this which you now see. The word of God right there. 
God had this planned. It was written. And right here, the apostles are quoting Old Testament scriptures that are being fulfilled in Jesus Christ. The prophet Joel, he was a prophet, 800 B.C., 800 years before the birth of the Christ. And here's what the prophet Joel just said. And this is the f f fulfillment of it right here, P Peter's sermon at the Pentecost. It was a fulfillment of this prophecy. Joel chapter 2, verses 27 through 32. 800 years before the birth of Christ. And, it shall, and you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel, and that I am the Lord your God and none else, and my people shall never be ashamed. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also upon the servants and upon the handmaidens in those days will I pour out my spirit. And I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and terrible day of the Lord come. Now right here, verse 32. 800 years before the birth of Jesus Christ. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance, as the Lord hath said, and in the remnant whom the Lord shall call. That's what the Holy Spirit does. He brings to remembrance the words of prophecy, Scripture to your heart and to your mind. That you can put these two together and you can see the full counsel of God. What, his, what he's up to. Everybody wants to know what's God doing? What's, he, what's his plan? It's all right here in his word. He has not left us in the dark. And so, as you reach out to the people around you, let go and let God speak through you. Be that compassionate hand and that lifts people up. Because we all know there's enough beaten down people. And we aren't, we're not alone in this. God has given us His Holy Spirit. So if you walk in the power of the Holy Spirit, you will automatically be that love connection from God. That's what God wants from us. That's what Jesus is trying to show His disciples. We need to be that love connection to this hurting world. And in Galatians it talks about, if any man is overtaken in a fall, ye which are spiritual, restore one in the spirit of meekness, in the spirit of gentleness. So do you have the Holy Spirit? If you ask Jesus in your heart, you do. I know sometimes people expect some miraculous feeling or lightning or something, but sometimes it's just that quiet, small voice that speaks to your heart, that speaks in your mind. Love them. Forgive them. And I can always tell when it, the, the difference between the Holy Spirit and my flesh. Because my flesh says, walk away. They're, they brought that on themselves. Deal with it. That's my flesh. But Jesus said, I have come to give life and that more abundantly. I come to show love and compassion and mercy. I come to pick people up out of their misery, out of their pits that we make for ourselves. And that's where the Holy Spirit comes in. That's why God has given us this spirit of love and power so we can be examples of Jesus. We can be followers. Be ye imitators of Jesus Christ. And that's what he wants his church to look like. 
And I've said this before, a lot of people, they laughed. I've heard people laugh at, at me when I said this. But Jesus, we're, we're supposed to be like little Jesuses. Because we're children of the Most High God. We're anointed with the same Holy Spirit. So we're supposed to be a reflection of Jesus as His church. That's what the church should look like. Because we are the body of Christ. And what's that look like? Unconditional love. And I know people hear that word and they're like, boy, that's, that's tough. Unconditional love. Well, think what God has brought you through. I know I've been hurt by a lot of people. And it's hard to love them. But you love their spirit. You love their humanity. You don't want them to go be separated from God. That's what church is all about. The church, we're about the Father's business. And what's the Father's business? To seek and save the lost. To reach out to the hurting and broken. To let them know there is a God who cares. Even in our misery. And sometimes I question that. And I had a spell last night. I'm just going to be honest with you. It's like, God, you knew this was going to do this to me. Now, I'm just being honest with you guys. This is, this is my thoughts and my conversations with God. You knew this was going to be this way for me. And yet you allowed it. Why? And see, I haven't got no answer. But then the Scripture comes to my heart. In this world, you will have tribulation. Trials, things that come against you. But be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. And all who believe in me are overcomers. We overcome this world. We're being prepared for the next world that lasts forever in our new bodies. And just as sure as Jesus was born 2,000 years ago, He's coming back. And these scriptures will be fulfilled that we're waiting on right now. Prophecies fulfilled. And so what we do as the church now we stay alert, awake, watch, spiritually alert in the days we live in. Don't avoid the brokenness. Go to it. Embrace it. Bring hope and healing to the broken. Let them know, hey man, it's alright. I've been there. I've done the same stupid thing. I just didn't get caught. Okay? It's life. Life is hard. And struggles are tough. We don't always have the answers. We can get confused in, in life. But if we look to Jesus, look to Jesus and live, He will show us how to love one another. How to put other people before yourself. And I've noticed as I go through my struggles in my life, that when I quit focusing on self and look outward to help other people, it lessens my pain. So if I can reach out and help somebody, it takes my focus off of me and puts my focus on helping somebody. To be a light in darkness. To be hope to the hopeless. To be an encourager to the downtrodden. And I know this is the Holy Spirit speaking through me today to His church. I know that, or I would not be up here. I do not come to minister in my own strength because I don't have any. But I depend on God's Holy Spirit right here. 
And on my servants and on my handmaids I will pour out in those days of my spirit and they shall prophesy. That's what we're doing here today. Depending on God's Holy Spirit to preach God's Holy Word. Prophesy. Preach. The whole counsel of God. To know that it's faithful and true. Let's go to Peter. First uh, Peter 1. 3-9. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to His abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. To an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time, wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be. You are in heaviness through manifold temptations, that the trial of your faith be in much more precious than gold that perishes. Though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the, at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Whom having not seen, you love, and whom though now you see him not, yet believing, you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory." Receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. Right there it is. Through our faith and that Holy Spirit that He has given us to seal us as His children in love, in forgiveness, in holiness. And now, I know that's, and it, sounds, it sounds real easy, real simple. But there's a struggle between our flesh and the spirit life. But God has made a way. Jesus has made that way for us. Just rest in Him. Trust in Him. Like Pastor Gary Parsons told me so many years ago, let go and let God. Step out into the Lord. That's walking by faith. And it's taken me years and years and years to get this, and I'm still working on it, to let go and let God. And I know every one of us in here have struggles in our lives that, that tear us down. We don't, we don't even want to talk to people about it. But God knows where you're at. He knows what you're going through. And He loves you just the way you are. And He has promised to never leave you or forsake you. He's going to help you. He's going to do some work in your heart. He's going to give you a new heart. He's going to give you a new mind. And some of us, it takes longer than others. But He's always in that process. And He's never going to leave it. He's not going to give up on you. So if we can have that kind of love for people that we come in contact with, our, our families, our friends, strangers that need that reflection of what real love is, just like, I don't beat you down. It could have been me. Let's go to Galatians real quick and then we'll close with this Scripture here. This is not in my notes, but I feel like God wants me to go there real quick. Verse 1, chapter 6, Galatians. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness. Consider in thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so, and so fulfill the law of Christ. 
If a man think himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. So we, we can all get like that. We can start thinking high-minded, think we're better than other people. But we're deceiving ourselves when we get like that. Consider. It could have been you. So let's have that kind of heart to people. And to ourselves. That's what Jesus wants us to be. Light. Not darkness. Not condemnation. But light and love. Compassion. Mercy. These are the fruits of the Spirit. These are the fruits that will build you up in your heart and life. That will make you walk the straight and narrow. Isn't that something? The straight and narrow. What is that? The straight and narrow. Jesus is the only way to the Father. He's the door. He's the straight and narrow path to the Father. So when you call on Jesus, you're on that straight and narrow path. Wide is a way that leads to destruction. But Jesus is that narrow path. Keep your focus and your faith in Jesus Christ. Because He is, as the Scripture says, Lord and God. God has given Him that. God, that's God's body. God prepared a body, and His name's Jesus. God the Son. Jesus the Christ. Let's pray. Holy Father, thank You for Your faithfulness. Thank You for Your words of life, Lord. Thank You for Your Holy Spirit that You have given to all of us that we may proclaim Your Word boldly and not so much proclaim the Word, but show the love. Let us have actions, less talk and more walk in our lives. Let us, Lord, not beat people down with Your Word, but let us lift them up with our actions and the compassion of Your Word that flows from our heart to the hurting world that we live in. And all glory and honor be Yours forever and ever, Holy Father. In Jesus' holy name, Amen.